AP276 on deck. It is time. It's going down. One more day away from a holiday. The return of the NFL is tomorrow. The Bills and the Rams is kicking off, and we got a loaded week one. I mean, I looked at the schedule. I'm I'm only one guy. I'm not an octopus. I can't be all over the the you know the red zone and everything, man. I mean, come on. I got to pick and choose what I want to watch. But man, oh man, it's going down. Okay, we got a loaded show for y'all today, and we got a loaded panel. We got a four man huddle rotation on the show, four different perspectives, and we got it here for you right now. And I might as well do the honors and introduce everybody. Starting off with Zach Attack. Zach, how you feeling? Well, what's going on, my guy? You mentioned it. No better time of year than this one with the NFL kicking off tomorrow. We got the Bills and the Rams. That's a monster game. I can't wait and uh, happy to be here. You already know the deal. We're going to be talking a lot of NFL in the huddle. It's a great time. Um, Zay, what's up, my guy? It's a, uh, you know, I'm always in paradise. The, the weather chilled out a little bit. It's like the perfect entrance going into the season for tomorrow's football game and also into Sunday. It's cool and comfortable in New York. It's crazy because as soon as Lamar Jackson came into New York, got a little chilly. So I don't know what that means for our Sunday, but I got to see what exactly was going to happen uh, this weekend. But it's going to be a, a full weekend of just great sports, and I can't wait to talk about it with you guys today. Um, coach, talk to us. Where's the assistant coach at today? We, we got uh, the end of the correspondent here. Coach Mello, is, what's going on? He is out due to sleeping. He is <laughs> out due to sleeping. But happy hum day, gentlemen. Just want to say football is back. Sundays is finally going to be lit again. I haven't just Sundays. Monday nights. Thursday nights going to be lit again. So I can't wait to talk some football with you guys. Let's get right into it. Hump, hump, hump it up. Hump day, ladies and gentlemen. Y'all know what it is. And um, so let it be written, so let it be done. Lotion Damas on the mic. We might as well kick it off. And away we go. A report came out today. That Russell Wilson blamed Pete Carroll for holding him back in the 2019 NFL MVP race. Do these new reports validate Seattle trading away Russell Wilson? And you know what, fellas? Normally, I like to ease my way inside the show. You know, I like to do that. I like to ease my way in. But I'm coming with the smoke right out the gate. First round knockout. You know, I was thinking before we got on the air like a half hour ago. And I kind of changed my whole tune. It was just a whole vibe switch when it came to this topic. And I said to myself, you know what? It's funny because I don't think they made the right decision. I said that yesterday on the show. You know, I think it was the worst offseason move, to be frank with you. It was terrible. Why are you trading Russell Wilson for what? To bottom out with Geno? To bottom out with Julak? Please. And I thought about it today. I'm saying to myself, I still feel that way. But there's a stigma out here. Floating out here about wide receivers being the most stable position in the NFL. And I kind of ran with that stigma myself because that's the norm. That's what happens when you follow the mainstream route. And then I had to say to myself, Lil, think about it. Is that really the case? Isn't that the quarterback position? That's the most stable position? Think about it. Okay. DK Metcalf, a couple years ago when they made the playoffs, he got on because he wasn't getting his targets. And somehow that was, that was a headline on a show. This was playoff weekend, wild court, all the playoffs that was going on. And somehow it became a headliner for some shows. Oh, DK Metcalf, why was he acting like that? Right? Okay, cool. Marquise Brown, I want to be traded from the Cardinals, right? Or oh, excuse me, from the Ravens. I want I want out. Oh, well, you wasn't catching anything anyway, right? You couldn't even catch COVID if you wanted to. You wasn't doing nothing. Odell Beckham Jr., I'm frustrated about the targets. Hello, I'm open. Oh, 
you a selfish player. Oh, you was washed anyway. Okay, cool. But Wilson Wilson just flat out quit on his team, right? He literally quit on his team, said, screw the offensive line, y'all suck. Okay. Um, listen, this guy was gifted and, and birthed into a dynasty, all right, with a top-level defense. That legion of a boom or doom, whatever, can never be replicated and duplicated again. And somehow he quits on his team and nobody has a bad narrative on Russell Wilson. Oh, Denver's loaded when it comes to wide receivers and, and, and quarterbacks. Like, come on, Matthew Stafford. OK, so he gets to go to the Rams and win a championship. And that's cool. But if a player gets traded or want to get traded, it's a whole different thing if he's a wide receiver. So that's why I want to start off with. I think Russell Wilson is a diva and not only Russell Wilson, but there's a lot of quarterbacks. They get to touch the ball in every single play, whether it's a handoff, whether it's passing the football, they get the big contracts, they get paid. So, yeah, I think there's some underlying tones there when it comes to wide receivers and quarterbacks and to start with Russell Wilson. All right, guys, I'll get into this. And I agree with a lot of uh, what Will said, but I'll start by saying this. I still don't blame the Broncos for giving Russell Wilson the contract extension. I think he deserved it relative to his resume. And once like once you make that trade for him giving up first round picks, they were always going to extend him. But a few weeks ago, an unnamed source from Russell Wilson's camp told Peter King that Russell views him and Nathaniel Hackett as not coach player, but as partners. And when I saw that, I could not help but think of the Brooklyn Nets and everything that has gone wrong with their franchise in the last year. And I'm not a Russell Wilson hater. He's a remarkable player. I think he's a Hall of Famer. But in his world, he thinks that Pete Carroll held him back in Seattle, and he wants to be a quarterback that no longer runs. He just wants to throw 40 times per game. He wants to be Tom Brady or Peyton Manning, where he gets to influence who comes on the team, who leads the team, and what the team's scheme is. And I understand that when it comes to play calling, the best quarterbacks of all time, Brady, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers, and LaFleur do this, Mahomes and Reed do this. The coach will have some plays. The quarterback will eventually get some plays. He'll uh, play enough to get the reputation and, and to deserve that privilege to influence the playbook. And I get why Russell Wilson views himself like that. But 10 years ago, no one knew who this dude Nathaniel Hackett was. No one thought he had any chance of being head, the head coach of the Denver Broncos. And now he is. And Russell Wilson doesn't even view him as a head coach. He views them as equals. And let's be real now. He views himself above Nathaniel Hackett. He's going to dictate basically everything this team does. And let me give you guys another nugget. You guys realize that Russell Wilson, in all of his years in Seattle, never had an offensive coordinator that didn't get fired. Darryl Bevel, fired. He got They got to the Super Bowl with them. Brian Schottenheimer, fired. And think of some of the other great quarterbacks, whether it's Brady or Manning, even Big Ben, Aaron Rodgers, Mahomes. All of their offensive coordinators, they don't get fired. They get head coaching jobs. And the one thing that Pete Carroll had in Seattle that Nathaniel Hackett doesn't have in Denver right now is the juice and the ability to just say, Russell, no, we're not doing this. Because there has to be a team that finishes fourth in the AFC West, it's not all because I don't believe in Russell Wilson. I just don't really agree with the way Denver's operating right now. He was always a number two guy. He was told what to do in Seattle. And let's face it, we could nitpick some things about Pete Carroll. But at the end of the day, the Seahawks made the playoffs basically every year he was there. The two years they missed it 
was last year Russell Wilson breaks his finger. And I think if he's healthy, Seattle's good enough to maybe go nine and eight and sneak into the playoffs. And in 2018, they went nine and seven. So this notion that the Seahawks were just some joke franchise after the Legion of Boom left is complete BS. They were always very competitive. I don't think the Broncos are really going to be good this year. And I think there is a chance that this whole let Russ cook thing was just good PR and this thing just blows up in their faces. You know, I think uh, yeah, both made excellent points about the Russell Wilson thing. And I think it's interesting to say because I, um, Russell Wilson, I believe, outgrew Pete Carroll after a while. You know, I think it was a, a moment in time when it was only Marshawn Lynch. He was the start of the franchise. He was the guy on offense. And Russell Wilson was just the quarterback, the hand, hand on the ball quarterback. It could have been anybody in that position, per se. But Wilson grew as the years went on and progressed to become a quarterback that was more reliable, someone you could hand, give, let him throw the ball. And you saw that with that play call in the last play in the Super Bowl when he threw the ball instead of running it up the middle for a touchdown. So I think you saw his growth as the years went on. And I think he just got to the point where he outgrew the coach. I think he's been, it was like one of those father son um, kind of work environments where it was like, all right, you told me everything, you know, and at this point you're, you're hindering my growth. And I think that's something that the Russell Wilson camp believes that he was hindering his growth and what he could be um, moving forward. And I think when you talk about Nathaniel Hackett, um, and uh, the reported the on uh, unanimous, uh, I mean, the anonymous source that came out stating that uh, it's like a partnership is, um, you know, I think it's just that point where Wilson believes he's that star quarterback where he could dictate and play call outside of the football. He, he could out, out play call in the front office. He can pick and choose who he wants on his offense or defense if that's what Wilson's going to be doing. I'm not too sure he's doing that. But I say all of that to say that I believe Wilson has the right to do so. I think he's given Seattle everything he could. He was the most sacked quarterback since he entered the league in Seattle. So the notion that like he, they gave him everything that he could possibly handle or gave him everything to, for him to succeed when he's the most sacked quarterback and um, since he's been drafted into the NFL, it's kind of crazy. You know, it's, it's, it's wild to even see. Even Andrew Luck didn't get sacked more than him. Andrew Luck used to get hit a lot. So I mean, the fact that um, Wilson kind of took that spot is, is, is kind of crazy. Now, I think I have, I have high hopes for Denver Broncos. I think they're going to do well this season. You know, I, have, I actually have them going above 10 wins this year. Um, and I think that's something for me when I look at this Broncos team. I think they're, they have young receivers. They have a running back who, who could play well when Wilson's on the, on the field. Wilson is a guy who likes to who could freestyle when things are not going right. And he's able to move out the pocket. He's a mobile quarterback. So that's something that works well for him, even if he doesn't want to do it. He has that in his arsenal. And I think that's something that the Broncos are going to utilize heavily if things go awry. You know, this is a, a new situation for Wilson. And I think he's going to show out in this new situation because he wants to prove it this year. Well, you know, all three of you gentlemen made some valid points. And, you know, I'm just going to join, join the bandwagon on this one. I just felt like, you know, for Russell Wilson, it was a time for him to prove himself. I believe that he doesn't get the recognition he deserves as a quarterback, you know, especially especially from his time in his early parts in Seattle. Uh, you know, despite the offense was evolving around Marshawn, you know, and the notion that they were a pretty run-heavy team at one point in time. I just felt like, you know, you know, with his size, you know, being under six foot, um, I just felt like Pete Carroll didn't see his tangibles as a quarterback to pretty much lead his team down the field. But time, but time and time again, like, you know, when his team was down and when as when his team needed him, needed him the most, he always stepped up, no matter what. So I just felt like this was a good trade. Um, I think you know by Wilson going to Denver, you know it will be a good situation where like he can have more say to the offense to show that to show that he is 
you know, by far a top five quarterback or, you know, yeah, top five quarterback. And, you know, he could, you know, do something that he he was able to do in Seattle and which was, you know, have a say and lead his team, you know, far, you know, far into the playoff and eventually to a Super Bowl. I don't think it's that easy. You know, I like the fact that Zach pointed out and referenced Brooklyn. I was going to do the same. He took that train of thought for myself, and I'm glad he did. He actually gave me a layup on that, too, because when you talk about Kevin Durant, it's the same thing. You're born into a great situation. Kevin Durant in the NBA was born into the Thunder. Great ran, greatly ran organization, right? And everywhere he went, he was in a good situation. He thought he can go and do his own thing and follow the blueprint of LeBron James. And he realized that it's not that easy. Okay, he's realizing that now. Russell Wilson, I feel, is going to realize that same thing. That, oh, okay, I could be, I could get my way and do what I want to do. My head coach is, is only nothing but a partner, okay? And I get to have personal input, and I get to play with talent and win just like Brady did, just like Matthew Stafford did, because I had an eyewitness view in the press box watching them do it. And he's going to realize, especially in this division, with the Raiders, with the Chargers, with Patrick Mahomes, that it's just not going to be that simple. Yeah, I mean, I think when it comes to Denver, like – I'm looking at the Vegas odds to come out of the AFC right now, and you have your usual suspects at the top. You have teams like Buffalo and Kansas City. The Chargers are really high, and the Ravens are right there. And then you have the Broncos. It's like, are the Broncos better than the Bengals right now? Because Vegas tells me they are. Like, I don't think they are. I don't think it's really close. Like, what have the Broncos proven to us to make us say, like, okay, they're going to be a good team? Russell Wilson is a Hall of Fame quarterback, in my opinion, but at the same time, we know he's good. I don't, I'm not a hundred percent confident that he's great anymore. And the players around him might be talented. I have no idea if they know how to win or not. They lose Von Miller, which was a big part of their defense for the, for the early part of last year. I just wonder like this team is, yeah, it's, it's a lot of weird guys, like a lot of really good players, but I just don't know if they're ready to win right away. One more point that I want to add on. And then whoever want to take the baton could go right ahead is that, Back to that whole MVP thing and, and the question about or the, uh, the statement about, you know, Pete Carroll holding him back in the MVP race. It goes to show how much athletes and, and especially quarterbacks validate, you know, accolades. They may say one thing in the media, but we saw Aaron Rodgers when he politic. I want the MVP. Right. You never heard Tom Brady do it, but we hear a lot of these quarterbacks do it. And um, Russell Wilson may he may not have said it. The report came out, and I'm going to trust the report here because of all I've seen from Russell Wilson leads me to trust that report. I didn't get a vote for MVP. That's something I really want. And like I said, it goes back to my opening lap about these quarterbacks and them being divas, right? Deshaun Watson, didn't he ask for a trade? And everybody was like, oh, yeah, I get it. I understand his talent is being wasted in, in, in Houston. They traded D-Hop. Why are we not having the same respect for wide receivers? Like, I just don't. And he got it paid. Before he asked for that trade. So, you know, Wilson, Wilson got paid and he started acting funny right after that. So I think we need to hold these players to the same standards, honestly. You know, I think Russell Wilson got enough slack as it was early in his career when he was getting ridiculed when he was playing with the Seattle Seahawks under Pete Carroll and Marshawn Lynch was the star player with Doug Baldwin was a receiver out there on that team. He already got enough slack early in his career. They said he was just a check down quarterback. He wasn't a quarterback that could lead a franchise. There was a lot of things that was said about Russell Wilson early in his career, but I think we're overlooking it because of what's happening at this current stature. I think when you talk about what Russell Wilson has done the last few seasons with that 
offensive line he's had to deal with over the years. I understand people say he had a Pro Bowl offensive lineman, but he's been getting the most. He's been getting sacked the most out of any hey, let quarterback. Me ask him, though. Let me ask him, though. Do you think Russell Wilson, when he's your quarterback, do you think the appropriate game plan is to just throw the ball 40 times a game with him and just not have him run at all? Because that's what the Broncos are going to look like this year. And I just don't know if having him throw the ball 40 times a game – and Russell complained about the Seahawks' offensive line. It's not like the Broncos' offensive line is much better. I think he's going to ha- face a lot of pressure throughout the season. Like, I just don't know if that's the best strategy for a team to win with Russell Wilson, who's now over 30 and under six feet. Like, he stayed healthy for most of his career besides last year. Like, I, I, there are a lot of questions for me. You think about it. Think about it like this. And, and Coach, I'm going to let you close this out. You know, think about it. Tom Brady, and I'm a Tom Brady fan, but I'll be foolish to say that Tom Brady will be playing this long at the age of 43 if he never played in that environment in New England with an offensive line that was always top 10, with a great head coach, with a solid defense from time to time, with weapons. I'll be a fool to say he'll be still playing. All that hits that he could have been getting, you know what I'm saying, with no offensive line, of course that played in the fact of him playing right now this long, obviously along with him being a healthy person and taking his health serious. So um, Russell Wilson... He hasn't been injured that many times in his career because he was thrusted in a situation where he had weapons, where they ran the ball with Marshawn Lynch in the prime, when they had the Legion of Boom on a defense. So, you know, that's just what it is. And now we've seen when the offensive line is a little shaky in Seattle and it's not as good and it's one of the worst, now Russell Wilson gets hurt. Now he has an injury last year. So what's going to happen in Denver now? Who's there to protect him? Don't be calling Pete Carroll number, bro. After the game, you know what I'm saying? Don't be doing He's He's going to hang up, leave you on red. Go ahead, coach. He'll be on I the sideline week one. He'll be yeah, cheering exactly. in your face. I mean, how I see the situation, I see Pete Carroll like a Bill Belichick. So this is like a Belichick-Brady type of scenario, in my opinion. I felt like, you know, Pete Carroll does, you know, kind of play towards Wilson's strength, not trying to over-exceed his potential so much. And, you know, by, by Wilson going to Denver, it's like Brady being in Tampa now, you know, in his first season in Tampa, where like he had a lot of say, he can make a lot of personnel adjustments. So I just think right now for Wilson, you know, with the tangibles that he has in Denver, you know, he just gonna take advantage of the situation and pretty much prove to Pre Carroll and prove to the whole Seattle organization that hey, he is that guy at quarterback. So that's it. <laughs> I mean, Brady won a Super Bowl his first year in Seattle. Do you think that's happening with Russ in Denver this year, Coach? I think so. I think so. Oh, I mean, uh, I think so. I, I just feel like, you know, Wilson has... has they like, winning the division? AFC Western? Uh, nah, nah, nah. I mean, you just said yeah. they could win the Super Bowl. I mean, Unless I you mean, think they're going to go on the road or something like that. And, and when they... I, listen. As coach, a wild card. As a wild card. Coach, and say, I'm going to just say this. Because there's another narrative that Pete Carroll is holding Russell Wilson back or held him back when he was on Seattle. Didn't he put the ball in his hands to go win a Super Bowl on a one-yard line? Instead of handing it to that running back, Marshawn Lynch, that got them there, that got them to the one-yard line, didn't he want Wilson Wilson to be on the front paper of today's news, right, in the New York Times, right? Didn't he want him to be on that cover by putting that ball in his hands on a one-yard line against my Patriots, which I'm glad they did because we won the Super Bowl and they lost. You know, it's crazy that you bring that up. I think that's just indicative of the play calling that Pete Carroll was going on. You know, I think that's only making Russell Wilson's point even clearer because it's clear that when situations were arising, Pete Carroll was just doing whatever he wanted. He wasn't really looking out for 
what was the best for this quarterback state. And I think that's something that's happening even in Baltimore Ravens with John Harborough when he's limiting what Lamar Jackson's going to do on offense. He's doing, uh, he's crippling him by only doing certain type of plays opposed to opening up the playbook for his entire, for his quarterback to really thrive. And I think that's something that's interesting between how Pete Carroll coaches and John Harborough coaches. They're very similar in how they hinder their quarterbacks. That's a different situation, bro. I'm going to tell you why. Because Pete Carroll, every time Pete Carroll put the ball in Russell Wilson's hands for the most part, it's always been a disaster. The one yard line play, that was a disaster. When, you know, Russell Wilson got off to that hot start, MVP, and everybody was giving him the MVP, let Russ cook, let Russ cook. He allowed him to cook, and he threw interception. He threw four against Buffalo. Yeah, like, let's be honest. Russell Wilson hasn't played great football for the last year and a half. Yeah. That's just a fact. Since the middle of that MVP start two years ago, he just hasn't been good. I mean, we all remember correctly when he was on that MVP run, it's because two or three out of, I believe, two or three of his running backs had season-ending injuries. So their running back was abysmal. They, they didn't have the RBs to even do any other play besides let Russ cook. It's not like he had a full team behind him. It was like, let's just all like work together. Like He had guys are hurt now. Let's tell me, if you're telling me Javante Williams is out for the season and you're expecting Russ to throw 50, 60 times a game, of course it's going to be horrible because they're not, they're not worried about the running game. You have to worry about a, a running game. When Tom and, Brady, and that's what's going to that's what's gonna happen in Denver. He wants what happened. He don't want to run a game. Like, let me ask you a question. Ball. When in what, in what season did Tom Brady have all his running backs hurt and he was just throwing 50, 60 times a game and everything was all dandy? It wasn't a situation like that. You have to have a full team in order for the quarterback to be able to utilize everybody. If everyone's hurt, how can you expect everyone to be ready to go? It, it doesn't work like that. Wilson, Wilson, unfortunately, he had to deal with nagging injuries from his receivers, bad running back play. I mean, not bad running back, but injured and hurt on running backs. And then the offensive line let him get hit 50, 60 times a game, a, a season. I mean, it's, it's very difficult to have a high level of efficiency when everything is crippling, is crumbling down around you. And then when he wants to leave, everyone's like, oh, why would you want to leave this? Or why, why are you demanding a trade and talking about Pete Carroll? I'm like, have you seen what happened the last few seasons? I've been working my, my butt off and I'm over well, here getting hit every other play. Let me say this. This is partially why I think like I don't really blame anyone for the fact that Russell Wilson got traded. I just think the the time came to an end. He was there for 10 years. It was clear he wanted to leave. Seattle thought it for some reason it was the best reason. It was the best uh, decision for the future of their uh, franchise to move forward. And maybe for all we know, Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson just couldn't take each other anymore. And the best for them, the best move for them was to just part ways. What happened to go Hawks? Oh, so, oh, okay, cool. Go in the huddle. We'll be right back after oh, the break. Now it's Broncos country, you know? <laughs> exactly. Let's ride. Let's ride. Let's ride. Let's ride into the commercial break, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be back. <laughs>